Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you get your podcasts. Listen up, Ohio, because this is a test from Pepsi. If you call Seabus Seatown, you're not from Ohio. If you don't know the Blue Jackets actually have a fifth line, you're not from Ohio. And if you don't know what to say when someone yells OH, you're not from Ohio. We know this because at Pepsi, we are from Ohio. In fact, we bottle ice-cold Pepsi right here in Seabus. So when you're thirsty for something that says you're from here and proud of it, grab a Pepsi and say here's to OHIO, where Pepsi and life are oh-so-refreshing. This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to a Victory Monday edition of the Yanks Go Yard Podcast. That's victory three times, like yeah, three times by Chris Brown. The New York Yankees play the teams on the schedule, and this weekend the schedule brought us the Detroit Tigers, a team we thought couldn't possibly be as bad as their record. A team we assumed would get one extremely annoying win, at least during a three-game set, especially since they somehow had the pitching advantage in two of the three contests. Well, no, the Yankees did their job. They do what supposed good teams do against supposed bad teams. The Detroit Tigers looked really bad. The New York Yankees still looked really good and won all three games in a variety of different ways, and we are here to talk about it. We're going to talk Aaron Judge's comments this weekend that Thomas actually liked a lot. We're going to talk about the Yankees' power. We're going to talk about the Yankees' change-ups. We're going to talk about Corey Kluber living large on the big stage whose numbers are now not just respectable, but great. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. 
drop us a five-star review along with a mailbag question. We will be more than happy to answer that mailbag cue in the review, especially after a weekend like this. What a needed off day. We can breathe. You know, obviously, you don't want to derail momentum. And it's not like the Yankees had a lot of offensive momentum in Sunday's game. A two-hour and 14-minute contest that kind of put Jose Urania on my map as a midseason trade target. But they can win games in a variety of ways. Slugfest on Friday. Timely hits on Saturday in the bullpen holding on after Justin Wilson got a chance to blow the whole game in the seventh inning and a masterful pitching performance on Sunday. Three very distinct wins. Two of them had the common theme of Roldis Chapman looking absolutely disgusting. Perfect sports weekend. Perfect sports Sunday to wrap it up. Yanks win easily. Red Sox losing the eighth after Adam Adovino of all people blows the game and Garrett Whitlock gives up a run. The Boston Celtics lose to the Portland Trailblazers and the New York Knicks beat the Houston Rockets on the road by like 40. And so I'm feeling I'm in a good headspace, feeling mindful. So there's no better time to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by Danette May and Mindful Health LLC featuring Danette May's top superfood product from her Earth Echo Foods line, Cacao Bliss. Nothing feels better than being able to enjoy rich, smooth, creamy chocolate and knowing you are doing something good for your body. It's like watching the final pitch of Corey Kluber's day, a disgusting breaking ball, spin into the opposing batter's box for Jacoby Jones to swing over. They start with 100% organic cacao beans that are naturally kissed by the sun, maintaining their miraculous health benefits. Then... They go ahead and blend it with turmeric, MCT oil, coconut, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon, and black pepper for the perfect blend to make you feel the best you ever have. Eat those ingredients individually, not so much. Not very delicious. Eat them together in Cacao Bliss. You got yourself a blissful meal. The result, fall in love with a truly decadent, healthy, guilt-free chocolate, removing your cravings, facilitating weight loss, boosting your energy, and reducing your inflammation with one simple drink. Not only that, it's friendly to paleo, gluten-free, keto, vegan, and vegetarian diets for the last eight years. They've been a leader in the superfoods market and are proud to have served millions of customers worldwide. We are offering in conjunction with them 15% off, up to 15% off when you use code MINUTE15 at earthechofoods.com slash minute media. That is MINUTE15, earthechofoods.com slash minute media. Get yourself some cacao bliss. Thomas Carinante, welcome to the podcast, which you co-host. How about those New York Yankees? Oh man, three straight wins. Uh, look, we're we're gonna use the uh, the opponent uh, discussion both in uh, to support our arguments and also to look ahead and understand that this isn't how life is going to be uh, for the rest of the season. But guess no. what? Uh, you got to take care of opponents like the Detroit Tigers and the Yankees did just that after frustrating us with uh, three losses in their last five games that just felt completely unnecessary. The punt in Cleveland with that stupid lineup and then those two uh, narrow losses in Baltimore um, and look at the pitching dude four run, four total runs from the entire pitching staff in three games. You got Cole hell-bent on winning a Cy Young, shutting them out on Friday, the lineup waking up and just completely pummeling Detroit. Uh, Tyone with his first win in two years to the date on Saturday. How about that? Uh, amazing stuff. Um, and Kluber, we, we, got, we got our first vintage Kluber of the year, I think. This is way more vintage than his last performance. Eight shutout innings, 10 Ks. I know it's Detroit, but guess what? Uh, the Yankees have been playing down to their competition for what the better part of two and a half years now uh, at, at times to, to frustrate us. And they just completely took care of business this week. I'm happy, uh, probably most happy about Aaron judge. Uh, if I could just get that off my chest at this point. Yeah. Um, let's, let's just, let's feel good about the direction of the team kind of attitude shifting. How much have we talked about in the beginning of the season 
how the play was unacceptable, how the energy was kind of unacceptable, how the responses to the media in the post games were kind of unacceptable, uh, just based on players not having answers or players not taking accountability. We got Aaron Judge here after a two for four night on Friday with two bombs, uh, one of which was a grand slam in the Yankees 10-0 route. Uh, this comes after his uh, two-day layoff from soreness, and he uh, caught a lot of stuff for that on social media. Uh, did we care? I don't think we cared. Did we care? Did you care? I, I didn't care. No, I, I didn't care. care. Give, him, give him the fucking two days off, dude. He played 15 straight games. He's He's been very good. We're playing, you know, Baltimore, just whatever. You, you lost one of the games. I know it was frustrating. Give him the rest that he needs. Anyway, he comes out, he dominates Friday. And of course, what are the first questions from the media? How are you feeling physically? Blah, blah, blah. Judge responds. I think the results speak for themselves. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you. Thank you for just exuding confidence, kind of throwing this BS storyline to the wayside. Aaron Judge is going to need rest, guys. It's going to be frustrating at times. I know. But guess what? He played a lot of games in a row. I know at the start of the season, after like four games, we were dealing with this and it was an issue. Let's not get into a frenzy about about it all after 15 straight games. So he says that on Friday. um, And then on Saturday, after the 6-4 win over the Tigers, he's talking about the game, blah, blah, blah. Life goes on, whatever. And he he responds to a question about winning the Yankees won this series uh, after splitting with the Orioles. So, you know, how does it feel? Is the weight lifted off your back? Judge responds. We don't want to just win series. We want to dominate series. Thank you, Aaron. Again, let's Mm -hmm. get the energy up. Let's get some positivity. Let's get a little bit cocky. I don't want to get too cocky because we, that always kind of blows up in our face. You know, the first thing that comes to mind is Luke Voigt guaranteeing the game five win last year in the ALDS. Uh, Nonetheless, I still don't mind that because I'd rather my team be confident as opposed to just having no answers when the media talks to them. Judge, this, this is how, in my opinion, people might think differently. This is how captains should be speaking. I understand Judge is largely diplomatic. He doesn't like to, he doesn't like to rock the boat at all. But I think uh, after the frustrating discourse that kind of continued, and hey, we were a part of it. We were mad at the Yankees for how bad they were playing, and rightfully so. Uh, but Judge is ready to not only kind of silence all that, but he he's just moving forward. He's ready to stick ready to stick it to anybody that we're facing, and it couldn't come at a better time with the Astros coming to the Bronx on Tuesday. Yeah, I saw the shortest fight in American history about the Aaron Judge days off uh, yeah. on Twitter last week. Somebody responded to us breaking the news that he was going to take you know a day or two off after 15 straight games by saying, yeah, I sure wish I could just take a day off from my job. And then somebody responded to that person, do you work weekends and holidays? And the person had no response. It's like, yeah, sometimes you you do get days off from your job. So does Aaron Judge. Do you want him in the lineup every day when he's on fire? Of course. But you also want the production as much of the years you can get it. And if this is what it takes, then this is what it takes. Make all your hilarious soreness jokes about flights from Cleveland to Baltimore. Yeah, yuck it up, negative Yankee fans. Like, I, I'm a negative Yankee fan sometimes. And even I can't get up to do that. But then you look at what Aaron Judge is dealing with on a regular basis from the national media and from the New York media and from the Twitterverse. And it's no shocker why he can be, you know, why he's sometimes frustrated and why he has to say the results speak for themselves and all that stuff. Here's the New Jersey, the NJ.com headline 
after judge's press conference on Friday night, you call, you're going to call us clickbait, by the way, you're going to call Yanks go yard clickbait. And then you're going to have media outlets like NJ.com publishing this. It, ju- that was judge's quote, right? You just read it out loud. Here's what NJ.com wrote. Here's the headline. More red flags, exclamation point. Yankees Aaron Judge hits two homers, then reveals mystery injury that may be issue all year. What is that? What the is mystery it? injury was, I'm feeling leg pain. Okay, maybe issue all year. He hit two home runs on Friday. What do you want? Issue how? If it's an issue, he just played through it. If it's an issue, he just played all weekend and dominated. He picked his teammates up on Saturday when they almost blew a bases-loaded no-out opportunity. He ripped a two-out RBI single that got Glaber Torres going, got the whole cavalcade going, turned into a 2-1 game with a huge blown opportunity with the bullpen coming out to protect a 2-1 lead for three innings, and it was 6-1 baseball game. That's what Aaron Judge does. That's what he can bring to the lineup. That's what he brings you after he didn't play for two measly days in which they went one and one in Baltimore. Cry me a river. Um, If that's the kind of maintenance it takes to have Judge ready, uh, then by all means, his numbers in the past like week or so are outrageous. Um, His start to the season, you know, we were joking all year about people being on the interstate and the Yankee lineup kind of looking ultra pathetic when you just, you know, do a brief scan through the box score. And now all of a sudden, after like a good 10 days, uh, LeMahieu 269, he went 0 for 4 on, on Sunday. Stanton 271, he can't get, he doesn't make outs anymore in the two hole. Judge went 0 for 3 on Sunday, still hit 281 on the year, 986, 946 OPS. Then you got Odor, still looks bad. Urshela 275. Hey, gosh, Yoga 265. These guys are now off the interstate looking normal, and Aaron Judge is leading the way. Judge, uh, runners in scoring position. Let's just get uh, this out there quick. 450, 9 for 20, 1.392 OPS. Uh, So he's getting the job done. Also, did you see – I didn't watch yesterday's game. I watched uh, Friday and Saturday. Uh, So yesterday I wasn't paying attention to a whole lot. But they did the little flip-flop with Stanton batting second now, and he's on an Mm -hmm. absolute tear. He's batting like 440. Judge in the three-hole, tearing it up as well. Um apparently Stanton has been wanting to bat second and apparently judge has been wanting to bat third and the, 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 the wishes were just never granted. Um, I, did you see that? I saw that. I don't remember from where I was. It was just in. I passing. didn't see that. Yeah, yeah I saw that. I so I don't, I don't It's a report. I don't know if it's true. I, I don't know. But if that's like, if that's serious, like they're, t- they're, why would you not just do that? If you want your players to be comfortable where they are in the lineup. Like we talked about this with the pitching already, putting guys in situations where they don't really, they don't really want to, they don't really want to pay. Yeah. I don't, don't, don't want to be on. There. I don't yeah. 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 There was and something else. So, fucking something else happened. I don't even remember. But anyway, I saw that and I'm like, uh, okay, yeah, let's just keep it Stanton two and judge three until, until uh, something uh, irreversible happens where someone's slumping and it's, it's beyond repair, I guess. Uh, let's keep doing this. It's more fun. Uh, another uh, I don't want to keep the negative discourse going, so I'm going to flame myself here. Uh, I wrote an article three months ago. Someone called me out for it yesterday, of course. Because Self-flame. It, yeah, every, <laughs> nobody has anything better to do aside from dig up old takes that we had. Uh, I wrote about how it was a mistake that the Yankees signed Chapman to an extension uh, when they did because he had one year left and said they just renegotiate. They re-upped him two years at like $16 million a year. Uh, and I said it was a bad idea because he kind of lost the trademark pitch that he had, which was a 100 plus, you know, usually typically 102 to 103 mile an hour fastball. He was kind of reinventing himself in a sense 
with this splitter. Uh, I couldn't have been more wrong, folks, uh, but you can understand why uh, I would have reservations about a former flame baller who made his way to MLB with that trademark trait, uh, kind of figuring himself out with a splitter with a pitch that he's hardly ever thrown. Uh, but Chapman has uh, been perfect. The uh, It's unbelievable uh, how uh, he's on top. At this point, it's, it's like, it's not it's not Mo-esque, but like it's feeling like the back end of the bullpen at this point is as if Mo was back there when when uh, we're in a close game. Chapman, 10 scoreless appearances so far this season, 24 strikeouts. He has a, a FIP of 0.5. Uh, so I'm going to take the L there and just let everybody know that I'm very pleased with the back end of the bullpen situation. And I'm glad our oldest Chapman has kind of figured everything out and and fixed the. Uh, fixed i guess the one problem with his pitching was that he lost some velo on that fastball he's so good so he's so good. good he's he's coming in i mean at some point at some point i hate to break it to he will not there will be a game where he does not finish the game efficiently yes. uh but through you know over nine innings this season i believe he had 22 strikeouts in nine innings entering yesterday and i believe he struck two people out to 24 end and that 10 game. Yep. Yeah, I believe it's 24 strikeouts in 10 innings now. Um, he gave up like a Randall Grichik. Didn't Randall Grichik hit a double off him in one of those Blue Jays games where yes. I was too depressed to watch? He, he's allowed two hits in, in 10 innings. Um, you know, you're watching the best stretch of a role to Chapman's career. And yes, there will be a blip at some point, but I've never been more comfortable watching him enter a game than I am right now. Yep. And it's, you know, it's unsustainable. He's not going to have a zero ERA this year. It's unsustainable in that sense, but it's very sustainable that he could be this dominant for an extended stretch because the splitter changes the entire equation. The fastball is being located better than it has in years. It's 101. It's 98 from the first pitch and it's 102 on the corner every time he needs to end the game. He is ending these games emphatically. For the, when we got a role to Chapman, I kind of thought we were getting a guy who could rear back and throw one on one on the corners and sort of be an automatic one, two, three in games the team really needs to nail down. Uh, this year and, and through the month of April, he has been what I thought we were obtaining in 2016. Just like 0 2 pitch with two outs in the ninth of a two nothing game. I'm like, it's going to be 101 on the corner. It's going to be swung through for the yeah. first strike three. Like, it's simple as that. Like, in previous seasons, he'd have games like I remember specifically a game against the Mets that they really needed to win. And he they were up like seven, three in the ninth or whatever. And he came in, just walked the whole team, walked everybody. And it was like, well, he doesn't have it. He doesn't have it. He's probably not going to get it back before this game or inning is over. Now, you know, from the first pitch exactly where he stands. And so far this year, it, every single time it's been the same Chapman. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Corey Kluber, Jameson Tyone and more good stuff. Stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Yeah, let's talk starting pitching in that series. Garrett Cole, Jameson Tyone, and Corey Kluver. Right as we drew it up, perhaps we were bagging on Brian Cashman too soon a couple weeks ago. Nothing flip-flops more than the Garrett Richards versus Corey Kluver discussion. Now I guess they're both good. I don't know. I'm having trouble keeping track. Talk all you want about how that was just the Detroit Tigers. Once again, you are right. That is who the Yankees beat this weekend. It was the Tigers. But if there's anything that I would say you could effectively carry over to any series and any opponent, it would still be relevant. It was Corey Kluber's start on Sunday, which, you know, Detroit Tigers didn't hit those changeups. I don't think anybody's hitting those changeups. If Kluber's going to emphasize the changeup more than ever, he doubled the number of swinging strikes he's ever had on a changeup in a start. 13 on Sunday, seven was his previous career high. 
he looked like a completely different pitcher than he did the first couple games, not just because of the results. Once again, not because of the tires, not because of the eight shutout innings, because he was missing corners. He was throwing changeups, diving down and away instead of throwing cement mixers in the center of the plate, which is what he was pretty consistently throwing against the Blue Jays and against the Rays. The reason he was struggling to get out of the fourth inning in those games is because he couldn't find the corners on the breaking balls. He was occasionally catching people in between, but most of the time was just throwing 91 center cut or 78 mile an hour Kluber balls that were eventually drifting over to the center of the plate. None of that in this game, very little of that against the Baltimore Orioles. He threw 29 balls in Sunday's start vintage Kluber. I mean, yeah, that was when Kluber is on, he's in control of a game from the first pitch at first to the last pitch. And the last pitch of that game, like I said, was his nastiest Kluber ball of the game spinning into the opposite batter's box with Jacoby Jones swinging over. It wasted no time handled his business extremely efficiently. And uh, Jameson Tyone, I let out a roar when he struck out Miguel Cabrera with the bases oh loaded God, yeah. on that fire-breathing fastball up and in. Uh, all, all good stuff. All good stuff. I mean, he got a little bit lucky. He got out of an inning because that RBI single hit a guy in the foot. That doesn't happen often. Uh, but he reloaded the bases that inning, couldn't finish people off, and then decided to finish Miguel Cabrera off with a perfectly placed 94-mile-an-hour fastball up and in. Tyone, when that fastball gets high, when that fastball is in the zone and he rises it out of the zone, really good. Probably the number two starter on this team until Luis Severino gets back. Tangible progress being made by anyone and everyone in this series. Yeah, and I'll take the luck because how how many how much how many bullshit moments have we dealt with so far with the other team getting lucky? Like I'll take how easy it is to how easy is it to lose one of the three games of the Detroit Tigers? It's easy. It's it's not that hard to lose one of the games, and you could theoretically take two out of three and go home and say. We just won the series. No big deal. It's fine. But then you watch the best teams in the league take three games in that scenario. And yeah. then you go, oh, yeah, we could have done that, but uh, we didn't. All right. Interesting. Like the Tigers go to Boston this week. That's where they go now after the off day. If the Red Sox lose one, I'll be thrilled. And that's what the rest of baseball would have, you know, if the Yankees had dropped one to the Tigers, every other team in baseball would have been pumped. They would have mm-hmm. been so hyped. Winning that series isn't enough, but too often lately, the Yankees have let one go. Let one slip. They let what they gave one away in Cleveland. Taking three or four was fine, but the loss was literally just them going, You can have it. It's fine. We're up three nothing. Doesn't matter. Tyone gives it right back. Like sweeping the series was extremely necessary. And they did it, like I said, in three different ways. Yeah. And it was, I'm pleased with every aspect of it. I, like I said, we'll talk about pitching all we want. I'm not giving my opinion on the pitching staff, like I said, until mid May. Um, because that gives everybody, I think, like eight or nine starts up until at least the guys that that mattered uh, most in terms of uh, Cole Kluber um, and Tyone. Uh, but I, I think it, it could quite be possible that uh, everyone got on Cashman a little bit too early uh, with these offseason additions, uh, especially because a couple of weeks ago, people were like, damn, like we could really be using Masahiro Tanaka right now, like going six or seven, like regardless of regardless if it's a win or a loss, you know, like you, we just needed somebody to eat innings because we had the Nick Nelson start game. And then we had to call up Davey already two games into like 23. Oh, the rotation's tired or we, we need to skip a start or, oh man, like uh, the bullpen's getting taxed. We need to figure this out. Nonetheless, um, the improvements in Kluber's game over the last two starts have been remarkable. Um, I know it obviously did not come against the greatest competition, but Guess what? We're going to need to see any and all improvement if he's thrown 36 and two thirds innings over the last two years. Um, 
And honestly, like, I know you just said it, but like who who's hitting him yesterday? If it's not the Tigers, like put that's what I'm saying. Put most teams like I, maybe maybe like the maybe the Dodgers score a couple. The Dodgers suck ass right now, actually. So they're not scoring any runs. Maybe um, I don't know who's who's one of the hottest hitting teams right now. Everybody well, sucks, I mean, I feel. The Astros and Red Sox know yeah. what pitches are coming, so they would have laid off the changeups. <laughs> Even if they knew what was coming, I don't know. I don't know. But put yeah. put any good lineup in there, I don't see Kluber giving up more than uh, it's it's at worst an eight inning two two run start at worst. Yeah, starts uh, a little different with Alex Cora coughing into a microphone every time Mikhail Higashioka drops the two fingers for the change. But other than that, I mean, yeah. That those were filthy. And once again, you think the Tigers didn't know the changeup was coming? That That's the thing. Like, it, it, the changeup was not catching people by surprise by the fourth, fifth, and sixth inning. They still couldn't touch it. Yeah. And Tyone, um, that, that's all That's all you really – I know he could have probably went another one. I know he kind of labored, but 79 pitches through five, like, at that at this point, like, we'll, we'll take it. Eight strikeouts. I saw no still. need. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was still a tight game. It was yeah. like a one-run game at yeah. that point. I, I don't need to – I don't like, need him going after the six. Uh, you're right. You, we definitely don't. I'd like to test guys gumption a little bit, uh, especially someone like him who's kind of been uh, – he's been out for a while. And uh, eh, who am I kidding? He's been through a lot. He doesn't need to be tested. Um, hasn't been through five innings yet. Uh, hasn't been uh, beyond five innings yet this year, however. Um, so something to keep an eye on. I don't think it's anything concerning. They're working They're working him, uh, him back up to speed. Uh, they want him full go down the stretch. Uh, and Garrett Cole, I don't, I don't think enough could be said. Also, oh, wait, quick, before we get to Garrett Cole, quick error on my Chapman stat from before. Uh, his FIP is not 0.5. It's negative 0.79. So <laughs> I guess that's, I guess that's uh, elite negative. You have a negative FIP. Like you're, you're, you're doing so good. Like, I, I don't even know. Yeah. Four uh, outs per inning. Like, yeah. I don't know. You get an extra, get extra credit for a post ninth inning out you recorded. I don't even know how that. Yeah. I don't know how that's possible. Really? pretty fucking sick his whip is 0.5 his fifth is negative uh anyway garrett cole uh can't say enough about this guy uh i'm i i couldn't be happier with the way he's pitching we haven't had a pitcher like this in so long um i know last year was kind of bizarre because it was the shortened season and you were judged on truly every single start and he led the al and home runs allowed for that short period and we're just like dude how is this fucking happening like this cannot be anyway through six start this starts this year four and one with a 0.48 FIP. He's got an ERA of 1.43 and a whip of 0.71, which leads the league. Uh, his strikeout to walk ratio is absolutely ridiculous. It's 20.67. He averages less than a walk uh, per nine innings. It's the most dialed. In. It's even, it's, he's more dialed in than he was with the Astros, I think, the year that he uh, came in second place uh, for the Cy Young behind Verlander. Cole's just pitching out of his mind right now. The fastball locate, he could put it anywhere. It, 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 you could like just line up a bunch of glass bottles and he's going to hit all of them. Um, and this, and he, and judge, another thing that judge said, which was great. Thanks, Aaron judge. I love you, man. Uh, he's talking about Cole in the post game after that dominant victory on Friday. And he's saying like, dude, when Cole's on the mound, like he is amping everybody up. He's like his, not only is he vocal, like in terms of getting guys excited in the locker room, his preparedness and his uh, the, just the fact that he's locked in, like gets other it's like contagious. Other guys are like, yeah, let's fucking go. Garrett Cole's pitching, dude. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So uh, love that. 
uh, because that's what the one big thing this Yankees team has needed is somebody who's a little bit vocal, who's going to pump dudes up. Luke Voigt was that guy. He's been out. He should be coming back and. I don't know who the fuck the Yankees telling us he's probably coming back soon. That probably means an an additional two weeks, but anyway, um, Cole doing everything he could, he could possibly he's a Cy Young candidate and man, it'd be great for him to bring home a Cy Young to the Bronx after 20 years. Clemens was the last one to win one for us in 2001, which is like, Holy shit. That Cole mustache. I don't know why that's happening either (laughs) too. I I guess I don't care. I I'm, I'm into it. I, I like Mike Ford's is great, but Mike Ford, uh, it doesn't really hit the baseball that much. Garrett, like if your best pitcher has a mustache, that's that's sick. And also, I'm I'm just tired of, I'm tired of all this, you know, pitcher debate. The two best pitchers in baseball reside in New York, and who cares which one is which? But let me just settle it once and for all. Garrett Cole is the best pitcher in baseball, and Domingo Herman is the second best. Okay, there we go. It's settled now. You know, nobody needs to. You don't need to think about it anymore. Who goes one two? Yeah, they're both in New York, and yeah, they're both in the same staff. So how about that? Uh, I also kept tabs on. Two future uh, R aces on Sunday. Two guys I got my eye on for for future acquisition purposes. Jose Urania on the other side of the ball in Detroit. Don't sleep. Uh, four straight great starts. Uh, he leads the leads all of baseball in inducing grounders, which I guess is maybe not what you want with Clint Torres at shortstop. Maybe he's where he should be in Detroit. But four straight great starts with the Yankees against the White Sox. He's dismissing people. He seems to have leveled up in inducing those grounders. And he was certainly nasty and fiery and disgusting and intimidating on Sunday. The Yankees don't win that game without an exemplary Corey Kluber performance. No doubt. Irena stepped up and then our co-ace Max Scherzer, nine innings, one run grunts screams on the final fastball gets a swing and a miss strike three. And then immediately goes to the hospital baby born. Love it. Baby was born at 5.38 p.m. yesterday. Oh, he get off the mound at like 4 o'clock. He pretty much delivered a nine-inning complete game, then left the the <laughs> walked off the mound and went directly to the hospital and watched the baby boy be born. Um, so if there's any way we could get Max Scherzer on our team, either at the midpoint or uh, in 2022, I'd be all for it. Uh, I don't believe the Yankees miss him unless he goes on some sort of extended paternity leave. I think he's going to pitch in the final game of the weekend series against the Nats. Although Max, take it from me. Take all the time you need, buddy. The babies only come so often. You want to enjoy this precious moment. Maybe Derek Alexander Scherzer needs, you know, a a soothing lullaby from your lips only. He can't sleep on Saturday night. Maybe he really needs you into that early Sunday morning. In that case, feel free to take the weekend off. Feel free to do a little paternity leave because we don't, you know, if you don't want to pitch in Yankee Stadium, you definitely don't have to. It's fine. It'd be great, too, because then if that pushes him back, then he faces the Rays in the next series. So it'd be nice, oh, Max. No. Wouldn't it'd want be that. To, wouldn't it'd want be that. Real nice. Max, take, take all the time you need this week, man. It, you, 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 only, you only have so many babies, and you have so many starts. You know, you, you have an endless major league career. The timeline is not over. So, yeah, take, the, take that rest and relaxation. Get freshened up for the Rays series. Yeah, baby. And uh, Houston coming to town tomorrow. Uh, we got Domingo versus Zach Greinke on Tuesday night. Then we got Jordan Montgomery versus Luis uh, Garcia on Wednesday night. And then okay. Thursday afternoon, Garrett Cole versus Lance McCullers Jr. So uh, I like I like how this pitching has fell for us. In Me too. A very Although the Astros years. are the Astros are a pitching factory. They are. Like, they they truly are. But I think we can hit McCullers um, and Luis Garcia. You know, that's 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 a mismatch. I think, you know, Granky in the Bronx, you never know. He's he he sometimes has trouble with the spotlight. So um, I know the Astro, but we we avoid uh, 
who's uh, Christian Javier has been pitching well for them. And Urquidy's injured. And then, uh, yeah, who else is there? Uh, One other guy who's pitching well. I don't know. Either way, no, I, like I mean, it. the guy who threw the guy who threw eight and two thirds innings <laughs> relief in the back of Jacob Kent Emanuel. <laughs> yeah, we miss Kent Emanuel. Uh, anyway, I like the way this pitching falls for us. And this is going to be a big test for the Yankees because they're starting to hit with runners in scoring position. They're starting to somewhat get the, put the ball in play and, and get runners across. Uh, and they're, they're mixing the home run ball in. So let's see it, boys. We got we I think I think we have favorable pitching matchups. And if we can rattle the Astros at any at, in in any way in the Bronx, it it's could could be the turning point for us. Yeah, that capacity is up to 33 percent. Obviously, that's 33 percent more than the Astros played in front of at any time last year, including the playoffs when they almost made a comeback from 3-0 down in the ALCS in front of 0.0 fans in San Diego, California. So I don't put that on par with what the Red Sox did in 2004. It, everything about it was a joke, and they had the easiest possible road to coming back from 3-0. It's so easy that it made you think, why don't people do this all the time? It's so simple. You have no road fans. <laughs> you just keep winning games in front of empty ballparks. This is so simplistic. Very easy. Um, the Astros want to bring it, though. The Astros are firing themselves up and firing the fans up, trying to get the entire roster excited. Carlos Correa came out with a statement this week. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I read that wrong. Alex Bregman came out with an angry statement. Oh, no, I read that wrong, too. Who is this? Oh, it was Miles Straw. Am I reading that right? Astros outfielder Miles Straw was the one who decided to comment on this. He said about the upcoming series in Yankee Stadium, quote, you can fire the boys up all you want. We'll come ready to play. If they want to boo us, they can boo us. Whatever. Wow. Okay. I have I have chills thanks to Miles Straw. Am I pronouncing that right? Um, if he steals a key run against us or hits a two run single, I'm going to be really upset because yeah, uh, apparently miles straw has taken on the mantle of, uh, firing the straws up only boo- booing makes us stronger. It only makes us stronger. I don't know if that's true, especially since you underwent absolutely nothing in 2020 and Jose Altuve has successfully not hit baseballs or fielded baseballs since the scandal broke. seems like you guys are actually not handling it well. And we'll see if the Yankees, uh, handle it uh properly from the stands i can guarantee you that as soon as some yankee fan dumps some sort of beer in the general direction of some astros fan all of the internet geniuses at the aggregators the bill simmons aggregators <laughs> are going to write things yankee fans are the absolute worst bleacher creatures are not human because they got taunted and they chose to taunt back by dropping beer on somebody these aren't people they deserve nothing yeah i, I look forward to all those great takes fans Bring it. Uh, come to the Bronx. Bring it this week. Luckily, you got two night games. It's not like that stupid ALCS game three day game against Garrett Cole that ruined all the momentum in that series in 2019. Give it your best shot because 33% of Yankee Stadium, I'll take that over 100% of Fenway Park. Yeah, baby. Um, eh, it's This is it. I think this is it. This is true. They, they just, I, I would love a good shut up series here because everyone's, you know, all the outsiders. Oh, you played the Tigers. You played the Orioles. Yeah, go fuck yourself. So uh, <laughs> we'll get the Astro. We get the Astros. We get the Nats. We get the Rays. That's nine straight games. If we set the tone with the Astros series, um, it's 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 here we go time. That's yeah. The Astros started hot, and we started cold, and we're both basically five hundred teams at this point. So yeah. season starts now. Let's get some victories. That is it for this edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. I somehow lost my voice. Even talking about a three-game weekend sweep, I don't really know how that possibly happened. I'm angry about nothing. Like I said, I'm on a cloud. No game on Monday. 
the four ideal outcomes on Sunday, the Kentucky Derby horse, that was right horse one, I think. All, all good stuff this weekend. And, and yet somehow my voice is, is still hoarse. Red Sox, Red Sox lost three out of four in Texas. I mean, last time we laughed at then they ripped off 30 game winning streaks. So I'm not going to do that again. They are facing the Detroit Tigers uh, this week. And then the Baltimore Orioles on the road. Orioles are okay. I think the Orioles are fine. We said that when we lost to them, they're, they're yeah. definitely not the Orioles Orioles. They're, they're fine. They're, they're, they're a baseball team. If you face John means you're, you're in for a challenge. If you don't, they're going to compete. Hopefully, you know, hopefully the O's can take one or two of those. If the Tigers take one from the Red Sox, it'll be a miracle, but the Tigers can't lose forever. Not going to lose every game they play. Major League teams win baseball games eventually. So I'm here for it. Let's see what we can do. Let's see what we got. Astros, Nationals, Rays, going to be fun. Until next time, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us that five-star review. Drop us a mailbag question. I'm Adam Weinrib. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinrib. And I'm Thomas Carinante. You can yell at me at Tommy's underscore takes. You could head on and over to Yanksco. Oh, yeah, you will. A lot, a lot of fights this week. Uh, you can head on over to yanksgoyard.com. We got plenty of content there for you. And if you want to talk to us and yell at us again, we got uh, the official Yard Twitter account at FS. live tweeting all the games, trying to have some fun, trying to create some discourse. So until then, folks, we'll see you on Wednesday, and hopefully we're talking about a win after Tuesday night. Let's go, Yankees. Let's go win. Azizo Jolari in the second round. Steal the draft. Let's go, Giants, too. See you on Wednesday. Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.